Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 41 of the Social Liability Podcast, the podcast where we complain about those folks in our lives that violate the social contracts that we all agree to live by. I am your host, the Raspberries, with my co-host, the Buck Grendel, bringing you new and interesting stories from all over the internet, as well as Buck's house. Because, damn, if some interesting things did not pop up in chat today. Oh, man. I got to take a field trip to the Augusta... <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. To the emergency room for priapism. That's right, folks. You ever seen those commercials that say if you got a boner that's lasting longer than four hours to go to the fucking hospital? Yeah, that happened to me. That happened to me. And let me tell you, it was uh, it was a good experience. It really was. I thought it was going to be a lot more terrible. But I'm already, you know, I was already used to sticking a needle in my junk. So I wasn't really upset that a trained medical professional was going to be doing it. And, uh, you know, they numbed me up, sucked out all the blood with a syringe, injected some other Medicaid. I mean, like, it was really, like, if they didn't numb me up first, it would have been really terrible. Because what he was looking, what he was using looked like a fucking turkey baster. Oh. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I tell you, man, like, I almost passed out looking at it. Caregiver Katie was there holding my legs down so that way I wouldn't spasm and, like, really fuck shit up. And she was like, just keep your head back. I was like, what? what? She's like, just, just, just keep your head back. You'll be, you'll be better that way. I was like, okay. So, you know, I, yeah, I had a great last night. This morning, not so much. You know, but, you know, we'll just put it this way. Look, I definitely had enthusiastic consent. But if you, if you were to look at me below the waist, you wouldn't believe me. It looks like Big Buck went through a blender. Well, I, I'm sure you're because I, I at least was smart enough to because when you decided to text me from the emergency room to brag about this, and that's not that's what it was. He wasn't informing me about it. You know, he was bragging about it. Uh, yeah, I, I was. I at least had the foresight to say, "Hey, you just need to start recording content for your 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 YouTube show called Better Than Bad." <laughs> so, um, oh, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. So make sure you look on YouTube for that. Uh, just look for Better Than Bad or The Mount Moon Crew. You'll find us one way or the other. That being said, we got a bunch of stories here, Buck. Uh, we actually had to sit here before and try to figure out which ones we weren't going to use. But we're going to start with one I I, I forgot. we I, I didn't realize we had it until the very last moment. And this is being reported by uh, NBC News. Uh, vasectomy mayhem. A Virginia urologist draws trademark complaints from the NCAA. Would you like to would you like to weigh in on what you think this one's going to be about before I read it? <laughs> mm, you know what? Read me the read me the headline one more time. Vasectomy mayhem at Virginia urologists draws trademark complaint from the NCAA. I I couldn't even proffer a guess. I would have to say that maybe the medical clinic was using the logo of the NCAA for something, and uh, they got butthurt about it. I don't know. No, it, I I love trademark law. <laughs> I like the weirdest parts of law, um, trademark and, and and tree law and and stuff like that. And this one's kind of goofy. So, the NCAA is challenging a group of Virginia urologists who trademarked the phrase vasectomy mayhem, claiming it is too close to the famed basketball tournament March Madness. What? <laughs> it, 
They don't even... It, what, because it has two words in it? Wow. <laughs> the governing body for the college sport accused Virginia Urology, a practice based in Richmond, Virginia, of improperly cashing in on the cherished March Madness brand. According to the NCAA's filing to the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office's Appeals Board, the Virginia Urology uses use of vasectomy mayhem will result in confusion, mistake, or deception with the practitioner and or the goods and services marketed in connection with the NCAA, according to the Chicago-based lawyer Douglas Masters representing the NCAA. The USPTO granted Virginia Urology use of vasectomy mayhem on September 1st. The NCAA's appeal was filed on February 4th and remains active. The NCAA has has full marketing rights over March Madness and silent and slight variations of March Mayhem, Midnight Madness, and even Munch Madness appear according to its appeal bullshit the ncaa cited various ads virginia urology has run including one of the words hoops madness and the twin basketballs used for the double o in hoops uh recovery for, <laughs> recovery from vasectomy can take up to three days time <laughs> that could be well spent watching a basketball tournament the practice says in cheeky advertising call now to align your couch with t- your couch time with optimal tube time for the best games (laughs) oh my lord uh dominic madigan a lawyer for virginia urology said thursday he's confident the u.s patents office correctly approved our vasectomy mayhem trademark they don't we don't think anyone has ever confused vasectomy ads with any other organization we are disappointed with the costly and unnecessary legal challenge, but remain focused on caring for our community. A very select portion of our community. Uh, March Madness was canceled last year due to the coronavirus pandemic, and 68-team tournament began with play-in rounds next Thursday. All the games we played in or near Indianapolis in hopes of reducing travel and risk of spreading coronavirus. The sports secondary competition, the National Invitation Tournament, is adopting the same strategy for all games of the America's oldest tournament played just outside of Dallas. Wonderful. Wonderful. I I, I get having to aggressively defend your trademarks and your copyrights, but come on. Just because it has two words in it. That's that's a little excessive. Your trademarks were March Madness. Um, I, I can't see either one of those words being confused with vasectomy. Um, and you know, madness and mayhem. Okay. Maybe no, no, I'm sorry. I don't get it. And if I'm in the patent office, I'm telling you to go screw. And if I'm the attorney for, uh, that urologist, I'm going to go after you for legal costs. Cause this is ridiculous. I, I, I'm very inclined to agree with that, you yeah. know, and like, I don't even have a comedic, like illusion to go to on this one. This is just stupid these people are being stupid it's very stupid and and you know you can't even say uh super bowl when you're referring to anything you can't say the word super bowl you can only refer to it as the big game now i can say it in here because it's fair use because we're providing commentary 
And so, <laughs> that's another thing that people just don't quite understand is the concept of fair use. Um, when we are describing something, we can, and, and giving news about it, which we are, you know, we, we are disseminating news stories. We are not the ones writing them, but we are disseminating them um, with using commentary over top of them. So that is qualifies under fair use. So I can say about the Super Bowl, as long as I'm not giving a depiction or a description of the game that actually occurred. But it's why you, that's, that's one of the reasons you hear everyone refer to it as the big game and Super Sunday and crap like that, because they can't say Super Bowl. Because the NFL will sue you. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not on board with that logic either. Oh, I'm not. To be quite honest. It, with yeah, you. it's not logical. It's asinine. Now, like I said, I, I agree with it. You have to because if you don't defend the trademark, and then it gets so watered down that you know things are gonna, yeah. You know, eventually, it's gonna. Well, you let all these other ones pass, and why? And why not this one? And it, it dilutes your trademark. But this is ridiculous. <laughs> this is utterly ridiculous. This is obviously tongue-in-cheek, just, and it's not even similar. I just think it's stupid. I think also, I, I think it's somebody just looking to pick a fucking fight. And it's a fight that they're ultimately going to lose. I mean, like, I don't I don't see any judge siding with the NCAA on this one. Well, it's I not, even a, it's not even a judge. It's, it's um, the patent office. It does their own little internal hearing with their appeals board. Uh, so it's not even a judge. But, oh. Well, the arbiter, the mediator, whoever whoever makes the final say-so in this case is going to look at this and be like, that, the, like, the whole thing is just stupid. Like, taxpayers' monies have, have been wasted. Indeed. Well, next we're going to Baton Rouge Proud, brproud.com, reports deputies find drugs in Florida man's hamburger during traffic stop. Yeah, Jacksonville County, Florida. Can you have it your way unless the, you can have it your way unless the police drop by? Jackson County deputies yes. say they pulled over a Jeep Wednesday afternoon in Malone when the driver failed to stop at a stop sign. After a police canine alerted to the presence of drugs inside the vehicle, deputies searched the vehicle and found a hamburger in the center console. A plastic baggie was found inside of the hamburger. The baggie contained 0.4 grams of a white powdery substance that later tested positive for cocaine. Also hidden in the sandwich was 1.1 grams of suspected MDPV, bath salts, uh, and less than one gram of marijuana. That is a big burger. <laughs> yeah. Both the driver of the vehicle and his passenger were arrested after a bit more detective work. What? Figure out whose fucking teeth matched up with the burger? Uh, the driver of the vehicle, Glenn Lewis Williams, claimed ownership of the hamburger, but not the narcotics inside. The investigation led officers to believe that the passenger, Arthur Smith, placed the narcotics in the hamburger as the officer was effecting the traffic stop, which would account for the lengthy amount of time it took for them to pull over. Well, Smith, 42, of Stockbridge, Georgia, and William, 40, of Glenville, Florida, were both charged with possession of cocaine and possession of bath salts. So, uh, a little bit of police knowledge here. When you you have narcotics in a vehicle that are within reach of both parties, uh, and if one does not claim ownership of the said narcotics, then they are both charged with it. So when it says a little bit more detective work, that's bullshit. They just said, well, if neither one of you is going to cop to it, I'm going to charge you both. You know, I I, I want to know, refresh my memory here, 
were was the burger found in the fucking glove compartment in the center console in the se- that's the first if i were hiding drugs that i did not want a police officer to to look for i would have taken a bite of the burger thrown my drugs inside and held it and held it it would have been held in my hand and that that officer would have looked at me with a burger in my hand and thought nothing of it that officer would have never thought in a hundred million lifetimes to search a hamburger that's being held and consumed by an individual however a hamburger stuck in the center console hmm that that's a mite suspicious a mite hmm. a mite just yes. just just a scotch just a scotch well, that being said, I used to stick half a Subway sandwich in there sometimes, but, you know, I'm also a fat bastard. <laughs> well, either way, though, if it got searched, you'd know why. You'd be like, ah, well, you know, it does well, look kind of hidden. So I, I, I've never done any form of drugs in my life, unlike you. And <laughs> Lame. <laughs> I've also never been intoxicated. I am... Lamer! I am straight edge as they come, um, except for the caffeine. But... Lamest. I have been involved in law enforcement most of my career. And one thing I have never seen, and I've actually always wondered why no one was smart enough to figure this out. So if you're a drug dealer out there and you're listening to the podcast, here's some great knowledge to lay down. (laughs) I shouldn't even be giving it. Uh, Those center consoles, typically they lead, there's nothing underneath them. They go straight down to the frame of the car. And... If you were to put a small hole, round hole, in one of those and put a piece of pipe in there, a little piece of PVC pipe right there, uh, you could easily drop something down and out of the car. And the officers, when they're following you, they're looking for stuff coming out the windows. If it just comes out from under your car, you that you ran that over. <laughs> I mean... Me personally, again, you know, I just have it on my person and hope that I don't get physically searched. It's, it's, it's you know, I'm, I'm, I, the worst thing I'm you, the worst go, thing, the worst thing you've got is weed and they, and I don't think anybody really gives a shit about weed anymore. Well, no, I mean, like I did, I did go across a few borders with some mushrooms and some hash, but you know, again, that was, that was back in my heyday. So that was like 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah. And they were international borders, not state borders. But, I mean, they were also in countries where I could have easily bribed anybody who would have found them. Like, I did these things with confidence because I had money in my pocket. And I was like, all right, if I get busted, I got enough money that I can just look at these guys and be like, my buddies Benjamin Franklin, Ulysses S. Grant, and his twin brothers. Oh, wait, what? There's triplets, you know. It's like, yeah, you just keep on, keep on bringing out money until they're like, "Yep, that's enough to make it go away." <laughs> uh, well, let's let's move back to our neck of the woods. I was actually kind of tickled when I saw this one pop up because. Uh, oh, me too. <laughs> Ex Mount Pleasant Township Church treasurer accused of stealing one hundred and fifty thousand dollars and spending the funds on a porn site. Yes! Mm-hmm. We both lived right 
like on the like Mount Pleasant was a stone's throw away from both of us at one point in time. Indeed, uh, and it's it's also a bunch of whores and now bastards that live there. <laughs> and what a fitting place for a social liability article to pop its pop its head up. It it really is. It really is. A longtime treasurer of a Mount Pleasant Township church was arrested this week after admitting to state troopers he stole at least $150,000 from church coffers and spent a large portion of money on a pornographic website. Okay, that's... That's... Why? Why? Why are you spending money on a porn site? Porn is free. Porn is everywhere. That's like living next to an apple orchard and, and going to the store and buying apples. It's even worse than that, man. It's like owning the orchard and buying apples at the store. Yeah. (laughs) Well, no, because you still got to, you have free access. I won't say you own it, but you have free access to the orchard. Have all the apples you want, but I want that apple because that apple is like in a bag. Guy's an idiot. (laughs) You don't spend money on porn. I, I, 1994, the whole porn revolution began with the internet. Okay? Cookie Monster said it best. The internet is for porn. That wasn't Cookie Monster, but it was a Muppet. Regardless of who it was, they were fucking right. The internet is for damn porn. Yes. Why is this man spending money on it? I, I don't know. Like, there are statistics out there. There are statistics. Like, 74% of internet traffic is done on pornographic websites. Like, what what is out there that is so good in the porn universe that you have to spend freaking money on it? Well, let's ask Glenn E. Yothers. He's 56 of Unity. Is charged with theft by deception and theft by unlawful taking in connection with $150,606 to himself from accounts from the St. Paul Lutheran Church which is located in the village of Traeger. State police said the transactions occurred between 2015 and 2019. Yothers, was served, uh, who served as church treasurer for 12 years, was initially approached about two years ago by a church council member who was ca- concerned about bills that were not getting paid and deposits that were not being made in the church accounts in a timely manner. At one point, the utilities of the church were shut off and the church almost shut down due to Yothers not paying bills. When initially approached by the church council about numerous checks written to himself, Yothers denied any wrongdoing, claiming he was paying church bills from his personal account and he was simply reimbursing himself. Yeah. Troopers reported Yothers, uh, who kept all the church financial records, including checks, at his Ridgeway Row home, was eventually removed as treasurer after the church's troubles continued. A recent audit of available finance records by the church from 2015 uh, through 2019 showed that Yothers allegedly deposited $105,606 from church accounts into his personal account, according to court documents. When troopers interviewed Yothers on on the January 21st, he said that the church was, quote, initially low on funds, and he would use his personal account to pay church bills, and the church would later reimburse him. When troopers questioned numerous payments he made from his debit card to a website called, quote, Flirt for Free, <laughs> Uther said the donations were not to an organized charity, but to an, but to individual people on the website. 
Yothers was asked if it was a pornographic website, and Yothers confirmed that it was. Yothers stated that he got to know some of these people well enough that he was trying to help these people. He was trying to help, Buck. He was just trying to help. Yeah. Yeah. Like trying to put the single mom through college. Yothers said he started with his best of intentions because he wanted to help people, but it snowballed out of control. Oh, geez. Yothers admitted to spending much of the church's money on flirt-for-free websites or its participants. I'm glad to look. Uh, Yothers also told troopers he was lonely at home during the day while his wife was at work. An official who was at the rural church Tuesday declined to identify himself, but said the church council was slated to meet on the issue this evening. He refused further comment. Uh, The church states on its website that St. Paul is among the oldest congregations in Westmoreland County and a member of the Congregation of the Northern American Lutheran Church. A person who answered the door at Yothers Home Tuesday said he was not available for comment. Yothers' private attorney uh, has also declined comment. Yothers was released on a signature bond. Preliminary hearing is scheduled for March 24th. Yeah. <laughs> I'm lonely. I wonder if the church is paying for his attorney. Uh, you can bet that they're not. <laughs> unless, yeah, he, unless he I, still well, has some of that money. I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, I wonder if the I wonder if the church is actually going to end up paying for his defense. So it forwards to camsforfree.com. Young girl cams, live cam girls, <laughs> live cam girls masturbating. Okay, yep, definitely a porn site, folks. He wasn't just lonely; he was bored. Yep. <laughs> that you know, it's it, in in one in one sense, it is a shame that people are driven to to giving up their their money that way because they're so lonely and bored but to give away that much money from a freaking church that there's a special place you know well, there's a that depends on the church oh yes it depends on the church it really i i i, yeah, I still I, there's not a whole lot of love between me and in organized religion um there's a couple out there that I like. Yes, I think they're good people, but for the most part, the people that seem to be put in charge of these things are just corrupt bastards. And this is just a perfect case in point. <laughs> I would agree. I would agree. A lot of times, people that end up in like those those kinds of positions, like the treasurer and the president of this board or that board, they're people that went through life that had like no real. They're ever in charge of anything. This is like, the first time they're ever in charge of something, and they have to show everyone how big their fucking dick is and then they end up thinking hey well this would be really easy to do because no one else ever looks at this because no one else wants that job and then they go down that slope yep and it is a slippery slippery slope and when your entire ideology is to say to people um, porn is bad and you should repress those, those desires doesn't matter if you can stick a needle in your dick and make it hard for 12 hours. You shouldn't do that because sex is bad unless you're making kids. Um, yeah, they're going to be hornier than I am, okay? <laughs> but they might end up like poor old Buck in the hospital with priapism. <laughs> and caregiver Katie with her legs all worn out. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> 
I can't take any more, Buck. I just can't take it. Believe me. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. And we were both excited. And that's why we're both smiling after this terrible, terrible experience. Well, yeah, we know you were excited. You were excited for over four hours. You're damn right, man. And you know what? There's nothing more satisfying than being in the presence of another dude while he's holding and literally squeezing the lifeblood from your cockles into a syringe. And he goes, you're doing okay. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, you know, made that joke earlier about the bachelor package. He goes, I would just do the implant and the snip. He goes, as far as girth and everything else goes, you're, you're doing okay. And it's another, it's another dude telling me this while he's holding my wang. <laughs> and caregiver Katie's right there. She's like, huh, nice to get another, a non-objective third party, you know, overview on, on what you think of my husband's package. I was like, yeah. And, you know, it, it was just, it was all okay because Katie, caregiver Katie was there as a chicky buffer. No, no, no. <laughs> not really. You know what a chicky buffer is. I know exactly yes, what a chicky was. buffer is, but no, I'm sorry. When your dick is in his hand, the chicky buffer is negated. No, 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 no. It's, it, but it was a qualified medical professional. I'm a qualified medical that, professional. I'm not holding your dick either. You're not going to freaking stick a needle in there either unless you got the last name of ologist like this dude did. <laughs> I have a medical license. <laughs> don't matter, man. If you don't, if your name don't have ologist on the end of it, you are not sticking a needle into my wang. I'll get, you, I'll go get my gynecologist. <laughs> but it was weird though because nurses were coming in. They were like, "The doctor told us to check on you." I was like, "Go forth and do great things." <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "I was like, here you go." They're all like female nurses. They're all coming in. They're like, "Well, you know, we were told to check on you." I'm like, "Go for it, babe. Go for it. It's all good." You know, it's, it, it, it does remind me of um, standing along the highway taking a piss and my wife, then girlfriend, yelling at me, people are going to see you. And I can just remember yelling, if they can fucking see me driving by at 65 miles an hour, God damn it, let them look. <laughs> You're darn right. So this episode of the Social Liability Progress brought to you by Blue Chew. <laughs> yeah, and you know how perfect, along with this wasn't even planned. This event occurred at the same week that we had a vasectomy story in there. Yeah, that wasn't planned you know? at all. You're right. And just to be clear, this was not brought to you by Blue Chew, uh, but we will roll into our regular sponsor. Okay, so our next is story is being reported by the Associated Press, and it's called the Worst Case. W R S T. Yeah. So the every once in a while, the Associated Press tries to be funny, and this is one of those times. So please bear with me. Burglar caught over bite from German's sausage. Would you care to guess what this one's about, Bucky? <laughs> you know what? I'm going to have to go along with, you know, for continuity's sake. Uh, remnants of sausage were found in dude's teeth, which led to him getting busted. No, that just was a, like Cheeto. That was the that Cheeto was girl Cheeto. from the other week. But this I is, know, I'm just I'm guessing it was the same thing. Well, this is being reported out of Berlin. German police say have solved a nine-year-old burglary after DNA found on a half-eaten piece of sausage matched that of a man detained in France for an unrelated crime. Police in the western town of Schwelm? 
go with that. <laughs> said Thursday that the sausage belonged to the victim and the suspect, a 30-year-old Albanian citizen, appeared to have helped himself to a bite during the March 2012 break-in. They kept the goddamn bur- sausage for, <laughs> for fucking nine years. Hoping to get a DNA match. What the hell did he steal? The goddamn Hope Diamond? It wasn't clear what type of sausage, known in Germany as a worst, the burglar had nibbled, though police says it was a hard variety. Oh my god. Wow. Investigators were recently alerted that the French police had taken a matching DNA sample from the man involved in a crime. But Schwen police said that the suspect remains free, and in the worst case, he may escape punishment. The statute of limitations on the burglary has expired, meaning that he will likely not be extradited to Germany. Then why are we writing the story? I I really expected there to be some more substance with this. I, I really did, I too. Re- I really wanted this guy to be, like, extradited. Like, seriously, somebody spent money on, on like, a sausage smuggler. And that that would have just been... That, that, that would have been social liability all across the board. Well, this is being reported out of Boston 7 News. Police. Man stole 400-pound slide from playground and mounted it on a bunk bed. Yes, he did. A man is facing charges after he allegedly stole a 400-pound slide from a playground and mounted it on a bunk bed in his home. Dustin Alish Bushnell, 30, of Burbank, Washington, was arrested Tuesday on charges of possession of stolen property. Detective Julie Lee was investigating a series of catalytic converter thefts when evidence led her to Bushnell's home. Lee suddenly faced, came face to face with a gigantic slide which was reported stolen in December 2020 as he searched the home for the catalytic converters. Bushnell sawed off the slide, repainted it, and mounted it on a bunk bed in a child's bedroom at his mobile home, according to investigators. Catalytic conversers were also found at the home, but Bushnell has not yet been charged with stealing the car parts. <laughs> Dude, put a 400 pound wow. slide in a freaking trailer. <laughs> and he bolted it onto the kid's bed. He bolted it onto a child's bed in his fucking trailer. Oh my gosh. Like, this, this is the quintessential white trash. Like, calling this dude white trash is an insult to polystyrene. Uh, like, that's it. And he's he's got the like the white trash haircut and, and scruffy beard and everything. Ugh. Well... He's got, like... The, he, does he have the white trash neck beard? Is that, uh, the, is that the beard you're talking about? No, it's not really a neck beard, but... Well, maybe a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Just wanted to make sure. Well, going over to Oklahoma... People threatened to call ICE on staff of a Houston Mexican restaurant after choice to keep mask re- uh, after to keep mask requirement. So I said it's being reported by an Oklahoma News Four, uh, but it's happening in Houston, Texas. The Hispanic co-owner of a Houston Mexican restaurant is reeling after her restaurant and staff received hateful messages threatening to call Immigration and Customs Enforcement after the business announced it would continue requiring masks for its customers. Monica Richards, co-owner of Pico's, told the Washington Post that the hate that they have been receiving has been horrific. Earlier this week, Texas Governor Greg Abbott announced the end of the state's mask mandate. The decision was met with acclaim from some of those and condemnation from others. 
The end of the mandate has left restaurants and industry that has been decimated by COVID-19 pandemic with many more tough choices. Now they can open to full capacity and without masks, but should they? People don't understand, unless you're in the business, what it felt like, how hard it was to go through everything that we went through during COVID, Richards told the Washington Post. For people being negative towards us, for trying to remain safe so that it doesn't continue to happen just makes zero sense to us. And it makes zero sense to me. Same here. I'm going to have to give you a resounding third on that comment. So I'm a racist fuck, and I, I want to just you know be a be a fucking racist to you but god damn it if i don't still need your tacos fucking a yeah pretty much i mean what what a bunch of freaking ninnies man like you you don't you don't need to do that like there's there's no need to create that kind of sense of urgency that it doesn't need to exist and yet these people go out of their way to to just fuck up somebody else's day if because you feel you need to get all your news from fucking Facebook and you decide I'm not wearing a mask for whatever fucking reason and you go to a restaurant and they said you have to wear a mask, don't fucking go to the restaurant, asshole. Done. Yeah, that's End the, the story. That's, that's called capitalism. That's, <laughs> that is the long and short of it. If you don't like the rules, then don't go and play in his sandbox. Yeah, that's it. Go make if you don't like fucking, the go get your own goddamn taco kit from Walmart. Pretty much, like if you can't play by my rules, you can't be in my sandbox. That's well, it. But right now, now that we're saying this, I want some fucking carnitas right now. <laughs> I really would love some carnitas right now, to be honest with you. I think I might DoorDash some shit. Oh, well, last time I tried DoorDash, it ended ended like spectacularly horrible. Uh, but moving on. <laughs> Abbott explained on Tuesday that the increased vaccination numbers and declining case numbers were behind his controversial ending of the mandate. People and businesses don't need to state telling them how to operate. Exactly. They can operate however the hell they want to, and they want to keep wearing their mask? Fucking so be it. On Saturday, Pico's restaurant thanked the community for their support, saying, We can't thank our loyal clientele enough, and all new customers who came in this weekend. We are also appreciative of every gesture, large and small, made for our staff. We will always be here for you. Richard called the threats heartbreaking as her as she herself is an immigrant. Being Hispanic and going through the immigration process and finally receiving your papers, and then for somebody to start threatening you after you've been through all that, that's crazy. On Sunday, there were 144,998 active cases of COVID-19 in Texas, according to the Texas um, health department. It's a, it's a longer thing. Uh, Harris County, where Houston is located, has claimed the most cases since the start of the pandemic, with 357,558 confirmed. In total, there have been 2,318,522 cases and 44,367 deaths in the state alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm mad now, dude. I'm legit mad. This is supposed to be a fun podcast. I am fucking mad. Hey, man, <laughs> you know, the, these people are the dregs of our society, and that's why we're drawing attention to them. You know, you know, I, I myself am, am, am vaccinated. I am fully vaccinated. When I go out to places, though, I still wear the damn mask. You know why? Because, the, well, we still have a mandate here in our in our community. 
but nevertheless, businesses are required. It. I'll put it on. I'm not going to say, oh, I'm vaccinated. Shut the fuck up. Leave me alone. No, I put the damn mask on. <laughs> there is. That's essentially it. Yeah. It, you know, in the town that I live in, there's not a whole lot of uh, restaurant choices. And there's one Asian restaurant. It's it's called, uh, it's a Japanese sushi joint. I'm not going to say the name of it. Um, but they, they their, their COVID game is on fucking point, dude. It's only takeout. And when you get there, you walk into the vestibule and they have plastic on the other door with a box and they have a little sally port that they put your, you, they have the credit card machine out there. You do everything. And then you, uh, they push your food into the box. They close the box. You open your side, pull it out. It's like on fucking point. This is the one restaurant during the entire COVID nonsense that I was still willing to eat at because these people were so on point with the, what they were doing. Uh, we even stopped doing pizza, which for those of you that know Sadar, the Mount Moon crew, uh, that was a hardship. That was an indeed a hardship. <laughs> so I can only imagine. But, but the point is, though, is that you play by the rules. You understand that being vaccinated doesn't exclude you from following rules. And, and you, sir, are a, a glowing example to everybody else. You get doesn't matter. Business says wear a mask, wear a freaking mask. That's just all there is to it. You're, That's you you their have no business. constitutional right to tacos, folks. No constitutional right to tacos. And no constitutional right to tell somebody else how to run their business. Yeah. Tacos are, are a privilege, not a right. <laughs> yeah. Let's try to find something funnier. Uh, man killed wife, propped body on sofa so she could watch the kids open Christmas presents. Well, goddamn. <laughs> well, oof, wish granted. Wish granted. <laughs> A man propped his dead wife on the sofa, sucked sunglasses on her face, and had their children open Christmas presents in front of her body, prosecutors said on Monday. William Wallace of Anaheim, California allegedly murdered his wife on Christmas Eve in 2011 and then tried to pretend that she had fallen into a glass table and shattered it. He told the kids that their mother had gotten drunk and ruined Christmas. Holy shit! You can take whatever, but you can never take Christmas. William Wallace is this dude's name, man. William freaking Wallace goes and kills his wife and throws her through a glass table and tells his kids that mommy's drunk and ruined Christmas. Continue. Go oh. ahead, man. Where, where, where does this, where does this stop? Zazel Preston, twenty-six, had been studying to become a domestic violence counselor, and she had her hus- she and her husband had gone to a neighbor's Christmas Eve party that fateful evening and argued. He had already done time for beating her in the past. The Orange County uh, Court Register re- reported. Wallace, now thirty-nine. Quote, did what he always did, expecting Preston to survive like she always did. Holy shit. But that didn't happen. The next day, he dragged her body from the bedroom to the living room, arranged her body, and told the children, Mommy ruined Christmas. She got drunk and ruined Christmas. Paramedics arrived to find her slumped over on the couch and blood throughout the apartment. Preston left a newborn son and two daughters who were then three and eight years old. Wallace faces 25 years to life in prison if convicted of first-degree murder. He has already uh, been jailed on a $100 million bond since his wife's death 10 years ago. 
Jesus. Uh, while prosecutors alleged the pair had fought, he had and he had killed her. Wallace's defense had a different take. Oh, Jesus, this will be fucking good. Mr. Wallace is accused of something that is not his fault. Attorney Heather Moorhead told jurors, according to the register, uh, we will hear about a relationship that was full of arguing and yelling, but also lots of love. Fuck you. Fuck you is right, man. You know, these, these, oh, man. These fucking attorneys that, that tried it, this kind of bullshit defense, they should lose their goddamn bar cards after the trial's over. I agree. I agree. There's never, never an excuse to get angry enough to hit your freaking spouse. Period. Period. Um, if it escalates to that point, you need to wait go. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm not condoning domestic violence, but that's kind of a blanket statement. Uh, remember, that, remember, uh, that, well, remember that chick that was drowning her kids in the bathtub? Yeah, yeah, it's okay to hit her then, okay? <laughs> Yeah, well, well, okay. There's never a domestic violence. You know what I'm saying. I know what you're saying. Don't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, there's no excuse for getting pouty about a fucking argument and then killing or hitting your fucking spouse. Like, what the shit is that? Like, what the shit is that? Yeah. Uh, but it, but there was lots of love, Buck. There was love. Yeah, and death. And mommy ruined one, Christmas. One, one, one of those things belongs in a relationship, and the other one does not. Okay. I'm just, I'm kind of bummed out after these last two stories. Why'd you send me this shit? Because you and I made an agreement that we wouldn't read through the articles to filter them out because we didn't want our reactions to be organic. Yeah, we need a committee or something to like filter this shit out, dude. Because I, I am like. I'm in a bad mood. I elect Sadar and perhaps Duck. Ugh. Okay. This is being reported by Fox 2 Detroit. Florida man climbs through playground. <laughs> Wait a minute. Climbs playground, tells kids where babies come from. Oh, boy. A Clearwater Beach, Florida. Uh, authorities say Fl- Florida man climbed to the top of a playground equipment and yelled a vulgar explanation of where babies come from as the children played. An officer said he watched 30-year-old Otis DeWayne. Now, I, I-, I said that DeWayne, D-A-W-A-Y-N-E. His name is legit DeWayne. So Otis DeWayne Ryan climbed on top of a piece of equipment where children were playing Sunday and started shouting that babies come out of a woman. The officer said Ryan used inappropriate language. Parents rushed to remove their children from the busy playground. Earlier in the day, police said Ryan approached tourists and made inappropriate comments to women in an effort to get their male partners to confront him. An officer was watching at the time. Ryan was charged with disorderly conduct, found guilty, and fined $118. And... Dude, it looks like if I had to cast somebody for a convict in, in a in a just a like a shitty B movie, dude's like my top choice. He's got tattoos all over his face, a freaking snaggle teeth. Uh, he he looks like he's happy as shit in his freaking mugshot. Uh, <laughs> I mean, this dude's a yeah, trick. This, um, this is the thumbnail. I mean, this is the thumbnail for the YouTube. <laughs> Well, you know, I would have to say that 
under ordinary circumstances, I wouldn't rush to get my children out. I'd rush to get that guy off the playground. But based on the way that he looks, I ain't touching yeah. that. Well, the, I was about ready to say I'd call either you or Sadar because you'd get him off of that freaking thing. No, it dude. wouldn't be with you. It wouldn't be with your hands, though. <laughs> Not in Florida. Uh, this dude definitely got the dog bite if, just by looking. He got the dog bite or maybe even the big dog bite. <laughs> yeah, something, something there. Like there ain't there's something wrong in that camp. Mm-mm. Like that's it. Jeez. <sighs> so. We, we've had playgrounds, we've had tacos, we've had dead bodies, we've had thieves. These are all social liabilities. <laughs> but we've also had lots of discussion about your pecker. Um, I, I, you said poor you, big buck, man. Poor big buck looks like he went through a like he went through a blender, man. Like poor, poor big buck, dude. Poor big buck. Damn. Well, I look forward to seeing the the footage of your reaction, not of your dick. Please, please, let's differentiate that right now. Um, and we'll get that episode of Better Than Bad out here very soon. So if you're listening to this, check our YouTube channel. Hopefully you find it there. Uh, you can subscribe to this podcast on any platform, and it helps us tremendously if you do that. And if you write us a review, reviews are awesome. And the, But the best thing you can do is just tell a friend about the podcast. And I know every single day you're told, hey, you should listen to this podcast. And you're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And you just listen to the whole thing. So you know that, you know, at least it's a little funny. You know, if nothing else, it killed an hour of your time. So tell a friend and uh, help us get this out there because we're trying to keep Buck sane. Uh, he needs to he needs to at least an hour a week though he's not shoving needles into his dick and then going to the hospital. That's my opinion. Hey, man, it's content. <laughs> for All for the sake of content. That's that's the story we're going with, folks. That being said, I am the Razgrees with my co-host, the Buck Reynolds. This has been the Social Liability Podcast, and we'll see you next week. Yeah.